0: Welcome Joe and Julia. We are pumped to have you for the tech podcast. Today we want to talk about organizing a book club. We on the tech team just read the Phoenix Project. We recorded an episode about what we thought about it, but we figured sharing how like the the logistics of organizing a book club might be interesting for people who want to set one up at their company. So if you don't mind, we can start with introductions. Joe, maybe you can take it away. Uh, Absolutely. I am Joseph Thomas. I am the
1: engineering team lead on the applications products team here at Jellyvision. Going on nine months at the company now. Started the book
0: club this summer. Welcome, welcome. All right, Julia, let's hear a little from you.
2: I'm Julia Heaney. I'm the lead UX writer, uh, and I'm over in the creative department. I joined Jellyvision Back in March of this year. I think we started our book club back in July um, and have been doing it pretty much monthly since then.
0: Very cool. So welcome both of you. Y'all are pretty new at Jellyvision so it's been awesome that you've been able to run the book clubs for us. I guess we can get started by talking about, like, which books we chose and how you went about choosing them.
2: Yeah. The genesis of the Creative Book Club, which is now open to all of operations as of last month, is actually a one-on-one I had with Amanda shortly after I started because, you know, she put time on my calendar just to say hello, and it was wonderful to talk with her. I don't remember if I asked her about resources or if she was just asking me if I had had the chance to read some books about behavioral science. But after that call, I had a whole list of books that she was like, you've got to read these, you've got to make sure the team's read these, like this is part of the foundation of our products and what we do. And I was like, cool, that is a clear direction that I, with an MFA and much experience discussing books, feel very prepared to take on. <laughs> and Travis, my manager, was really supportive of opening it up to the team. So we started with a uh, Jellyvision favorite nudge by Richard Thaler. Yeah, we've just been going ever since.
0: That's awesome. So Amanda, for those who don't know, is our CEO. So- it's kind of unusual to have a one-on-one with the CEO of a company that has around 300 people. So,
2: I knew Amanda a little bit prior to coming to Jellyvision because I worked at the PR and content marketing firm that Jellyvision used for, for a whole bunch of years. So it was really interesting to, to get to meet her in a different context. And I should also say, regarding the books we use for this club, we have a we have a list. It lives in Confluence. It's in a Google Doc, but it's just like a whole list of behavioral science resources. And so so far we're we're working our way through that, but I'm really hoping to expand out of that. And that I think is going to be a bigger challenge.
0: Gotcha. So you wanna expand out of the list and into a different way of choosing the books, is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I think it's really a lot of nerdy fun, you know, to read predictably irrational and hooked and learn sort of the same lessons through the same resources as, you know, UX writers past and and other folks who worked at Jellyvision. But to help people grow in their roles and to help grow our products, I do really want to keep looking at what's new and coming out. What are some maybe non-male voices we could bring into the behavioral science book club conversation. Uh, And so just really looking to diversify the perspectives we're bringing in. It's going to require more than me going to a spreadsheet. Uh, So it's gonna be harder, but I think it'll be fun.
0: That makes sense, kind of taking a holistic perspective where the market's going, where is most relevant for Jellyvision, where's most relevant for professional development. So that's great. That's awesome. So, Joe, tell us about how we uh, chose the Phoenix Project for our first book club.
1: Uh, Yeah, so the Phoenix Project was sort of given to us as a book club. The book club was brought on by our uh, CTO, Leon. Uh, So he had started a couple months before me, actually. So he's relatively new himself, and he had the idea to start a book club right away so he was looking for people to come in and lead so i volunteered to be one of the leaders for the first book the phoenix project i'd never read it myself but a number of people at the company were already familiar with it it's just a great novel about the tech industry that's very relatable for anyone who's either just getting started or late in their career and uh It's just a story about a company that's sort of stuck in its old ways, not thinking about technology as a priority. And it follows the process of a new leader coming in and sort of modernizing everything they're doing uh, to try and solve all their technical problems and get the company in line to be a
0: strong player in the modern world. Sweet. Yeah. Would you recommend that book to people outside of tech? I
1: probably wouldn't recommend it as a novel for those outside of tech. But I myself being almost 10 years into my career, I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. And it was a great read. It was almost cathartic at times to just hear the problems they were having because they're just some of them, some of them are almost cliche and how common they seem in the tech industry with just people who refuse to, you know, get on the modern train or don't have good perspective of their problems from an organizational sense. It really does a good job of tying things together and showing how the different parts of the business work together and need to interact to deliver products
0: smoothly. Cool. Cool. Good to know. I don't know if either of you have these numbers in front of you, but... Do you know how many generally how many people attended the book club? How many meetings we had? Just sort of what was the participation like?
2: We're on a we're on a monthly cadence. You both just saw me counting on my fingers. That's right. I was counting months, not people. That's embarrassing. But I I think we're about to have our 5th book club and the first book club we had like 10 people. Uh, including me. It was really wonderful. And the smallest book club, there were just three of us, but it was a really rich conversation. I would say on average, we're like between five and seven, which is a, a really nice sized group, I think, especially when you consider that the creative department is 12 people strong. We have pretty good attendance numbers.
1: Yeah, we started pretty hot actually with around 25 signups initially on uh, in our first meeting. I think that was in April. Definitely dwindled down a little bit by the end. I think we finished with around 10, but the leads of the book club, myself, Nana and Alex were wondering at the start what sort of participation we would end up with. And uh, I thought 50% would be a good number
0: for the end. So
1: we're decently close to that.
0: And so that was roughly 50% of who started and then uh, 25 being, what is that? Like around half of the, the tech department size? Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, it was,
1: it was a pretty good amount of people from, uh, the tech department.
0: Yeah. So that seems like a uh, pretty consistent. So creative 12 people, five to seven people, that's like 50%. And then we started with like 50%. So yeah, I think those are amazing numbers. So kind of getting into the logistics, the Phoenix project, I don't remember how long it was. I was like reading an ebook version of it and they don't really do page numbers, but how did we... How did we split up Phoenix Project, like meetings versus page numbers or the length of the book?
1: Yeah, we tried to do around four to, I think the most we had was six chapters for one meeting. So tried to keep around four or five for the most part. The book is broken up into three different parts and the, the third part is really small. So we had, yeah, like four to five chapter blocks for the first and second part. And then the third part was just one meeting by itself. Uh, I think it's around 300 pages total. So it took us just about the whole summer to get through it in two
0: week increments. Yeah. So every two weeks we would talk about, I don't know how many chapters, at least a couple per session. Cool. Has, has there been any patterns with like book length to how often you all meet Julia?
2: <laughs> it's a really good question. Our book club is very, I would describe it as kerbash kerplunk is the technical term. I was listening to Joe describe that book club thinking, wow, this is a really great example of like the the tech side of things versus the creative side. Uh, Because our goal really has been, let's do a book a month No shame in it, however many pages you read. If you even just want to listen in on the convo, you're welcome to come. Let's get generative, let's start conversations, let's think about different ways of thinking and how we can apply them to our work. There was discussion at the beginning of whether we should do chapter by chapter, but the truth of it is, uh, and this is my hot take, a lot of behavioral science books are pretty poorly written. They're very uneven. Uh, to ask the team to go through and read a couple chapters at a time doesn't really make sense because there tend to be huge clunky sections in the middle that are thick with research-based examples and at the end it becomes more about the author than about the science and so we tend to just do one book a month. It does seem like people tend to make it all the way through and The books have really ranged from around 230 pages to over 500 pages, but I will say that one uh, had a lot of pictures in it, lots of diagrams, much to skip over, and honestly the largest font. So in terms of the actual word count, they've all been pretty even.
1: Nice. Yeah, I will say the novel aspect of the Phoenix Project made it very easy to split up. We had the the three parts that were nice enders, and we tried to make it a point to read ahead uh, to figure out the best stopping places. So we had a pretty good cadence.
0: Yeah, and it seemed like pretty simple to do sort of book class style questions at the end of each couple of chapters. Like, so what do you think this or that was a metaphor for? I always liked that question.
1: (laughs) I was definitely uh, Googling Phoenix Project discussion questions when it was my turn to write them while coming up with my own, but it felt like I was a teacher.
0: (laughs) Well, nice. Uh, So I have a feeling we conducted our meetings pretty differently. Maybe Julie, you can start with how that, that one meeting at the end of the month went.
2: Yeah. One of the challenges I find for having book clubs both in person and over Zoom is getting everyone to talk. (laughs) And I really wanted everyone to share ideas. So we started and we still start each session with just going around the room, sharing sort of what like lesson, anecdote, what takeaway really stuck with you. And for everyone, it's different. It's a really great way to just get some ideas out there And then from there, I usually had two or three questions prepared, centering around the main themes or concepts in the book. And I tried to manage the conversation a little, welcome different people in if if things were getting quiet in one corner of the Zoom screen. But overall, it's been pretty easy to let things go organically. I actually, when we opened this up to all of Operations, because there would be a much larger guest list, I did do the work of creating a a mural board template so that people could do some pre-work and write down their impressions on sticky notes on that virtual board, answer some reflection questions beforehand if they wanted to, and then was totally prepared to go into breakout groups and each group had a set of stickies and questions alongside that. As it turns out, we we haven't had more than six people at the last two, so we haven't used that yet. But we've got it queued up and ready if we want to have a more structured conversation.
0: Yeah, that gets a little into my next question, which is, do you recommend using Zoom breakout rooms or some other structured thing like that? It looks like you were prepared to do that, but haven't yet. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I'm the kind of seasoned Zoom user who's still sort of narrates the search for the share screen button every time. So I have a good deal of anxiety around totally losing everyone by going into breakout rooms, but it's like one of my personal Q4 goals is like testing it out with some like-minded colleagues to make sure I can do it.
0: Sweet. Yeah. So how did it go for the Phoenix Project, Joe?
1: Uh, Yeah. So having a little bit of a larger group for the Phoenix project definitely led us to the breakout rooms, but uh, yeah, we would start, we, we switched off with who was sort of in charge that week between Alex, Nana, and myself. And then the, the leader for that week would go through the reading and write two to three discussion questions per chapter. And then uh, we would post those questions out in our Slack channel for everyone to have a look before the meeting, just a little preview. Then uh, we would get into the meetings and just do like a quick recap of the chapters, uh, high level, what we read through. And then we'd spend about 30 minutes in the discussion groups with three to four people uh, just talking about the questions, you know, whatever discussion sort of came up organically about the reading that week. And then after the 30 minutes, we'd take it back to the Uh, the whole group and the leader would sort of dictate the group conversation from there. And we really just had good discussion come up from the different groups, you know, seeing how different people interpreted the reading and uh, brought their discussions back to the group and really felt like every meeting flew by.
0: Yeah. I was extremely amazed at how many angles and perspectives we were reading this text, how it being written in 2014 made it have a certain feeling that we probably, it was written in a way that it probably wouldn't have been written that way in 2022. Like (laughs) it just, it was, it was that dated if you could, you know, (laughs) even go so far to say that. So yeah, I thought those, those breakouts were awesome. Like they, people were reading with much different lenses than I was. I was, I was like, what's the information? this should have been a textbook, you know, (laughs) and a lot of people were just like, yeah, I don't know, as a narrative, this character is sort of being used like this and that. So that was super interesting.
1: I really, I really loved the historical context that some people were able to bring. Like in the book, they, they talk a lot about hardware, which is something that software developers just really don't have to deal with anymore. So when they were, you know, talking about having to grab more parts for servers to spin up to manage the traffic from the Phoenix project, it was just nice to hear people's historical, you know, experiences, what they've gone through, stuff like that, to, you know, to hear like when I like I haven't gone through that. So really really brought
0: everyone together uh, throughout different levels of their career. I guess a question like like that has anything surprised you during discussions, Julia?
2: Hmm. One of the things that I did not anticipate that was not so much a product of the discussion but a product of some of these texts, m- many of which have been written and revised and expanded, you know for like some of I think one of them. there's a preface that says this is our last edition this is the fourth edition we have to move on with our lives but there's a lot of I'm trying to think of the gentlest way to say this but maybe it's just easiest to say sexism Uh, there's just a lot of sexism in these scientific studies and in the assumptions that the scientists are making and there's just a lot there and some of it is I would say like NSFW uh there are a couple experiments that were like you know explorations of human impulse control and desire that were like explicitly sexual situations and I you know would find myself reading the book preparing for club like oh wow like well I guess the CEO recommended this to me and I agreed to set up this book club and we're all adults so this will be fine um and the discussions have been totally fine but I think you know the overall datedness of some of the scientific inquiry was, it was shocking. It was kind of surprising because I—I I, it didn't even occur to me to anticipate that.
1: I can definitely relate with that. Uh, with the Phoenix Project, some of the best discussion we had was not just around the cliche, cliches in the tech industry, but the the way the author wrote women we had a a lot of discussion about that because it it is a novel so every character was sort of just the picture of every stereotypical office worker so the the bad guy was the mean woman from marketing and it was just like yeah so just like we had a lot of good discussion about how this book you know, while it, it has some good points from an organization level, it could use some major updating from a character standpoint.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting to think back on the, the only other book club I've run in a like professional setting was a, I don't know if I would call it a DEI book club, but it was a, it was a book club where we tried to read books that were popular that touched on tough topics and it was nonfiction. it was fiction, it was memoir, and it was really interesting to find myself leading it as a white woman because I I was just the only person who was volunteering to get something started, and I was really happy to hand it off to someone else when I left, but it's my experience both in the Behavioral Science Book Club and in in that book club at the PR firm, where we were just trying to kind of stay current and think about different perspectives and talk about different perspectives and develop that language with our colleagues a little bit, that the things I was most nervous about were the things everyone else was nervous about and really created good dialogue. So I think the surprises have, (laughs) it's gonna sound weird coming after the description I gave you, but mostly really positive.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was, it was definitely nice on the, on the Phoenix Project to just get to know everyone I'm working with. Because like, even though we're all in the tech organization, we don't necessarily work together, right? So just hearing everyone uh, and how they responded to the book and realizing, like OK, like everyone's got a good take on how this is. I think it was a really good reflection of Jellyvision as a company and the goals we have to really just be an open space where people can work together.
2: Definitely. I think the thing I'm most excited about with the book club for my part is actually that I'm delegating more of it going forward. This month we have Nate Parks, one of the, he's a senior UX writer and he'll be leading the discussion of the book and he's prepared for it and someone else will be taking notes for him and I'll just get to to participate and and not be that moderator and we're going to try to pass the mic a little bit and see how it goes when it's not just me steering the ship. I really admire that the tech side had three leads. I think that's really smart.
1: Yeah, it was definitely good to have people switch off with the discussion questions, just getting different perspectives from us on each week. Although moving forward, I think it's just going to be me on the next book. So we're going back to your way.
2: So how did you all pick your next book? If I may ask a question.
1: Uh, the next book is also coming from Leon. He had some ideas for books he wanted to get out. So right now we're, we're still going off his list, but, uh, people have brought up more book ideas. So, uh, we'll see how far we get down the list in the future.
2: Is it also a novel?
1: Tentatively, our next book will be Accelerate. So we're getting away from the novel and into, yeah, some direct strategies to, uh, learning more about lean software and devops building and scaling high performance technology organizations
2: do you find that your conversations about the book club book are confined to book club time or do you find the book coming up in other places too
1: oh the book has come up so much in other places at this point uh it is a little scary because, yeah, it is. It's coming up all the time. We've we've just had random moments where we're like, oh yeah, this is just like the Phoenix Project. Remember, I was just thinking about that in terms of software vulnerabilities. Uh, because a large storyline in the Phoenix Project is that there's a character who runs security and he's running around trying to get everyone prioritizing his fixes in rush of these auditors coming in and then nothing ends up getting finished and the auditors come in and this magical board member dismisses them away and uh then he's wondering well you know how did we manage to skirt this audit if nothing got finished and uh the board members like well we already have protocols for this stuff in our our finance software so if something slips through the technology it will get caught and legally that covers us so you know it's similar to software vulnerabilities the front end ones a lot of the time if the front end code is uh, a problem it's not really something that can affect the company because the security in the back end is designed to check for that so it's just small moments like that where you find comparisons
2: totally I think one of the things that was coming up in my one-on-ones with direct reports after the first couple book clubs was the desire to do more and go deeper into the ideas and find more opportunities to bring things to bear on our work, which is awesome. That's exactly what I was hoping would happen. Uh, There are time constraints, of course, uh, and human capacity (laughs) uh, is always a challenge, but one of our team members recently said, hey, you know, I would love to do a deep dive in our weekly writer palooza, which is what we call it when the UX writers get together for 30 minutes or an hour, and he led a really great ideation session where we took some ideas from a recent book and develop them further, you know, where we'll take those notes and apply them still, still kind of a end point to find, but it's exciting to see people finding more opportunities to jump off from these discussions. And I hope that continues.
1: Yeah, definitely. Another, another thing I just thought of that's uh, really bled into our work is our tech organization has been working on switching teams to kanban when it's a good fit for the team so uh, the phoenix project talks a lot about the flow of work and keeping things as efficient as possible and now that i've just completed the kanban training boot camp from last week it was all in the same vein you know just optimizing your processes and keeping things flowing not letting work stack up which are all lessons that were drilled into us in the phoenix project
2: so do you guys think it would be beneficial for the creative and and operations folks to read this novel
1: uh since you work at a technology organization i would say yeah uh definitely it's it's not just about development or it it involves all aspects of the organization and shows how tech fits into operations and really how tech is operations for a lot of modern companies. So yeah, I think you guys would uh, definitely get some value out of it.
2: Awesome. We can definitely add it to the queue. I find myself also picking up one one of my secret, it's not a secret, but one of my secret favorite books is, the Harvard Business Review's like ten best essays collection on how to manage yourself, and you know some of those essays were written in 1991, uh, but they're still really relevant in talking about time management and building relationships with within the company and with your manager and, and how to find mentors and how to work cross functionally, and even though a lot of things have changed since the 90s. (laughs) Uh, It still has a lot of really relevant lessons for working at tech companies, and a lot of them are online for free. So I find myself sharing those around, linking them out to folks being like, let's talk about this, because I think this is a really helpful lesson that you might really get something out of. And it makes me wonder if we should be broadening our scope, from behavioral science a bit as well
1: yeah now i'm wondering if we should pull that into our book club
2: it's a, it's a classic you can get at any airport in america for like 40 dollars because it's heinously overpriced but if you buy it with your with your lifetime learning development stipend through jelly vision it's much more affordable
1: i'll hit the next hudson news i see
0: so I think Joe mentioned Slack somewhere in there. Were you using Slack just to coordinate things or were people actively talking in our Slack channel?
1: Uh we had a little discussion in Slack. It was mostly used for coordination, but uh it was really good for following up on stuff. We would we would have stuff we discussed in the Phoenix project and then it would end up in the Slack channel as, you know, further reading basically for people to check out later. So, just a nice central location for any relevant info that came out of the book.
0: That's true. Uh, the, the topic of Q theory, not the letter Q, but the word Q, that was pretty hot for a couple of chapters. So, I oh, remember yeah. that one.
2: Ugh, I wish that were the case. Our Slack channel is just me most of the time. Just me checking in again, asking if folks want to bump book club a week. And they always do. Uh, we have a really great tradition of actually being, we're monthly, but it, it just always happens a week later than initially scheduled, which has been a challenge. I think that's the thing I'm most curious to know about without throwing anyone under the bus. Like, did you find that the team was able to really stick to that schedule and that every two week cadence pretty well?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, we definitely stuck to the cadence as the leaders. Uh, like I said, we lost about half the book club from start to finish, but uh, we really wanted to keep it regular to try to keep interest up. So we managed to get through it.
2: <laughs> Congratulations. That, that in itself, I think, is just huge. For sure. Yeah.
1: The, the slowdown has come after the first book. Uh, we've had a couple months break now, but we're just about to roll into the second one.
0: There was a tasty incentive we added uh, for people that joined the book club. We have yet to uh, cash in on it though, Joe. what was it?
1: Yes, uh, well the we had multiple incentives actually we We gave out lunch gift cards after the end of the first and second part for those that made it and then the the promise was a party for the third one, which is still TBD, but we'll get something together.
2: Oh man I've got a Oh, I've got to give out gift cards, that's a great idea. It really is hard to schedule book clubs with large cross-functional teams. I think it's so much easier outside of work hours with my friends to pick a time and, and you know meet up at seven. Very easy to coordinate, but there's definitely the challenge of attendance and adding incentives is probably something we will be trying this quarter, now that you've mentioned it.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves free lunch. Julia and Joe, can you kind of give me your assessment on how how successful your book clubs have been going?
2: Well, we we didn't define any criteria in advance as a group. We did aspire. We wrote a statement of aspiration, and by we, I do mean... I did it, I did it alone. But um, we really wanted to come together in a way that felt both productive and like we were talking about applicable topics to our work. But I think the overall idea of getting folks together, expanding a shared vocabulary around behavioral science concepts and best practices as they relate to UX and UI and our products I would say we're we're succeeding at that. We're we're having the conversations and thinking creatively and expanding our knowledge base. And it's fun. Uh <laughs> which is one of my I guess secret criteria for success. I think it's an enjoyable time. I never dread book club and I'm really excited to, you know, keep learning alongside my colleagues. So, I think so far, success and You know, I think the other thing that makes me feel comfortable saying it's successful is that we've already started iterating, figuring out what does and doesn't work, what tools we might need or structure we might need to expand it. And that to me is a sign that that things things are happening. We're identifying what's going well and what could be different. So I feel good saying it's successful so far.
1: I would definitely say ours was a success as well. We, we didn't have a lot of expectations going in similarly, but the fact that we had about 10 people finish the book and the discussion was good the whole time was exactly what I wanted. Working at a fully remote company, I love any opportunity to be able to connect with people like this, you know, because we're all sort of at our homes, like digitally interacting with each other. But just being able to hang out with people on Zoom for an hour every couple weeks in a bit more casual setting was really nice.
0: Yeah, there was one thing you mentioned, Julia, was having a shared vocabulary. The Phoenix Project made certain things crystalline for, for me. I feel like shared vocabulary was a huge success for Phoenix Project.
1: We're, we're all talking about not being a Brent now.
2: See, that sounds like very sophisticated Relative, I feel like the essay I always send around is the who's got the monkey essay from Harvard Business Review And so the result of that is people saying take your monkey with you and That's my monkey Which is just goofy out of context, but I I do think the shared vocabulary in the behavioral science book club is really It's really jargony. I think that's typically something as a UX writer I'm trying so hard to avoid and and get my team to write away from but having a really solid understanding as a group of relevant jargon is actually really helpful
0: yeah another thing I would point out as a success is things that you all were saying like as book club leaders like oh these are topics that you know, I don't know, should we censor them? It's, but we wound up leaning into them and having really great dis- discussions. To me, that's a huge success. Like you were saying, Joe, like getting to know your coworkers better, being able to use these as forums for dialogue, not sort of shaming or censoring the authors for not having been woke enough, you know?
1: Yeah, it was really just great discussion. Everybody just got to come together and, you know, enjoy the cliches as it was.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm guessing this is also true on the tech side of things, but you know, folks come from a lot of different backgrounds. I, you know, I obviously within the writing group, we've got some English majors, but there's a lot of diversity in education and thought, and I found myself anxious about leading a book club on behavioral science with a, you know, I have a background in like French and poetry. I'm not exactly coming out of the lab or, or doing something more technical. And I was really impressed by the ways everyone brought their own background and knowledge from outside of work into their readings and interpretations in a way that, that really cracked them open. So I think that was, it was obviously in education and the people we're working with, but also just great to see folks coming to the table to share those things that otherwise I maybe wouldn't have heard as much about.
0: So yeah, given that we've had a a nice conversation about what's worked and what maybe hasn't worked, is there anything that you think you would change going forward for the next book club that you do?
2: I just have to start reading sooner. I'm a terrible procrastinator for work book club and I'm the leader of it and it's it's not right and I'm not gonna hide it but you know I love reading. I typically set a goal of reading like a hundred books a year. I'm I'm on eighty-two right now. But I gotta say these books are they're not the literature and memoir and poetry that I'm used to and it, it takes longer to read them. It's a harder read at the end of the day <laughs> uh, and and I want to be really engaged in it. So the thing that I want to do better is is time management and, and maybe that is breaking things up the way you all have and, you know, having a couple checkpoints, splitting the book up more to make it easier for people to start approaching just in terms of page count. But we we can be doing a better job, I think, of breaking these big ideas down into more approachable pieces. And that will take some thought and some work. So making the time to do that and prioritizing that is something that I think I personally can do better for our book club.
1: For the tech book club, I think that the biggest change I would like to make is increasing the cadency on the meetings uh, with smaller reading blocks. Because yeah, going back to the whole flow of work thing, you know, smaller pieces and smaller increments tend to move faster. So like when we had five or six chapters to read over two weeks, I felt myself like I would read all of them up front and then have to go back closer to the meeting and re-reference everything. So I didn't forget everything, you know, I was ready for the discussion with everyone. So I think having weekly meetings with less to read would help keep people more engaged and uh, just keep the book on the forefront of people's minds and keep the discussion flowing.
0: Fewer batches, smaller releases. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Is there anything you all want to, to leave our listeners with? Any, any last thoughts? Anything uh, that we didn't talk about that you might want to bring up?
1: Reading is fun. Keep doing it it's important.
2: Yeah, it's true. Reading is fun and honestly free. You don't even have to go to the public library to take out a book anymore. You know, you can get it on your Kindle, you can get it on your iPad. Many books are are just free and available online and the library systems, digital collections, they're just so accessible you don't have to spend a dollar to participate in these book clubs. so check out your local resources and and see what's out there. You don't even have to literally invest any money in it. but the other thing I would say is join a join us like join a book club, start a book club, send a message and let us know what books we're not thinking of that we maybe should read as a group because The community part and the communication part is what makes book clubs magic. And that's what I think we can always use more of.
1: I'll also add that one thing that I think is really underrated is audiobooks. We had a lot of people just listening to The Phoenix Project, not necessarily reading it. And uh, that was great for the discussion. You know, I listened to a lot of it myself because I had it on audiobook. It's just, you know, an easier way to fit in your reading if you feel like you're too busy but you have time to throw in your headphones while
0: you're walking or driving the
1: audiobook is great so don't be afraid to listen to
2: books definitely
0: i've been joking around with my wife i am gonna read with my ears right
2: now <laughs> <laughs> it counts it fully counts
0: and it's it's always nice to hear who they uh who they pick to read the book like if it's the author i'm always like ooh, i'm excited but if they get some sort of voice actor, I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. Are you gonna change voices for each of the characters? <laughs> oh yeah, there was some great voices
1: on the Phoenix Project audiobook.
0: Joe and Julia, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on organizing a book club with the Jelly Vision Tech podcast. Yeah, I'm pumped. Absolutely, thanks Dave.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Well, I had a jelly good time today. For sure. Me too. You can email us at techpodcast at if you have any feedback or suggestions.
2: Thanks for listening and looking forward to the next one.